guys, Savvy Creative Minds, and welcome to the Savvy Creative Podcast. I am your host, Christina Casaneda, and my guest today has experience teaching small businesses how to use social media to work for their business, which led her to create her own brand, LA Baja. She is passionate about helping small businesses and women get it, whatever it means to them, and yelling, yes, queen, to every woman pursuing her dreams. Welcome, Amanda Silva. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. I am so excited about this podcast. So Amanda, I'm actually like really amazed at your ability to make flowers out of everything and make them cute or add flowers to anything to make them cute. I wanted to try the paper roses, but they did not come out as beautiful as yours. They weren't even Instagram worthy. So can you tell us like how you Like, how do you find these ideas and how do you get them to come out that way? Well, um, I pretty much was born and raised in a really creative family. I don't know how my mom and dad found each other and ended up being so compatible, but they did. My mom is a huge like craft enthusiast. She's been scrapbooking since I've been very little. And anytime there's an event, she's like, oh, I'll make this, I'll make that makes party favors and invitations. And I mean, I'm in her craft room right now because she's helping me out with my baby <laughs> um, recording this. And it's, it's hilarious. I'm just filled in a room with lots of paper choices, die cuts and stamps. And then my dad, on the other hand, is um, he's actually an artist. Now he just went into fine art, but he's always helped my mom in a lot of endeavors with like woodcrafts. He's always painted props um for different like productions and he's just been a huge crafter himself um so that brings me (laughs) into this like creative world I just thought everybody's mom had like a craft room and everybody's dad had like a side of the house where they cut wood and paint stuff (laughs) no it's just my family (laughs) and that's Um, amazing to me because you grew up with like you said like probably a corner of spray paint (laughs) <laughs> on the side of the house and it's just normal to have all these colors and every all these ideas and people just going after them so I- oh yeah my parents like got mad at me a few times because like I would get these um whims like in the middle of the night like midnight where I can't sleep and I was like I need to paint my room and it would happen <laughs> it would happen between 12 and like 8 a.m my whole room would be painted there'd be a mural on the wall <laughs> And they'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty much my life. (laughs) But that quick decision was actually what made you start your business. Like you made a quick decision to make flower crowns. And Mm -hmm. that turned into a booth, which turned into your business. So can you talk about that decision? Um, You know what? I'm going to talk about sitting on my butt for a long time, not knowing what I was going to do first. Cause that happened for a really long time before I decided to do anything. You know, I saw all my, um, you know, I went to fit actually. And it's funny cause my AA degree is in visual communication and they basically describe that degree as advanced arts and crafts. <laughs> so it was perfect for me. Um, and then I stuck around to get my, um, bachelor's in business management. Um, And for a long time, I was like, I know I can do things. I know I'm creative. I know I'm talented. I know I'm smart and I know I'm this, I know I'm that, but I just wouldn't do anything. And I would see all my friends just like, you know, 
start their blog, start their business, start their stuff. And I'm, I was so excited for them. And I'm like, well, what's my thing? I don't know what my thing is. You know, I don't know what to start. And I was trying to do this like Baja beach vape thing. And I was like, no, that's just not me. You know, I'm like, what am I? And that's when I kind of started playing around with the blog idea. And it wasn't until, um, I got pregnant that I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a booth. And I didn't even know what I was going to sell when I decided that I was going to have a booth. All I knew was like, I was done sitting on my butt. I was done not doing anything. So I signed up to have a booth at, um, the, our local day of the dead festival. And I was like, you know what? I'll make flower crowns kind of goes with my thing and I'll just do it. It goes perfect with day of the dead. And so that's what I did. And what was the turnout for you? Like, the flower crowns are absolutely beautiful, but like, what was the, like, was it big success? Was it like, did you have a lot of inventory left over? Like, you know what? Um, I was kind of freaking out and it's so funny. Cause I don't, I really don't know why I waited till I was like seven months pregnant <laughs> to decide I'm going to do a booth and I'm going to slave away every night making like flower crowns. <laughs> um, I, Wait, what was the question? Sorry, mom brain. <laughs> no, it's okay. Mom brain is totally a real thing. I wanted to know, like, what what was the turnout? Did you end up selling out? Oh, the turnout. That's right. Um, so the turnout was, I ended up wanting to make, like, a hundred, or I just had no idea what to expect, honestly. And, like, I Googled, like, a few crafting, like, bloggers to see how, how they do at craft fairs and, like, how to prepare. So I always Google first. Like, I always check out blogs and Pinterest to see where I can get more information. But I wanted to make, like, a hundred items, and I wanted half to be flower crowns, the other half to be um, dream catchers. And the dream catchers, I only ended up making a few of them because they were very time consuming. And also I was on a roll with the flower crowns. I just like couldn't stop making them. And um, I ended up making, I think like about 50 of them. And I want to say I sold about 30. So I made, I made back what I spent on the booth, but you know, overall, I really just wanted to get the experience and I wanted to get out there. I wanted to do something, you know? And now I know for the next one, which I do plan at being at the next one, like what'll sell, what won't, you know, how to price my products maybe so that it's more competitive, things like that. So I'm excited. So for the next booth, like you said, you're going to do the flower crowns. What other projects are you going to start? Ooh. <laughs> have, you, have you had more ideas? Did you see like yeah. other? Okay. Well. Yeah. So basically my, my blog that I really launched my blog in preparation to do the booth. So I started blogging a little bit more. And when I first started my blog, I was like, okay, I want to talk about, let's just make it about living my best life. And that is, you know, trying to stay healthy and fit. And then me also trying to keep my house clean and doing that. And I had about like nine topics and I knew that was way too much for a blog, but I started out that way to see what I enjoyed writing about. So that's pretty much how I, you know, how I started. Um, now it's changed a little bit where I'm pretty much only blogging about a few things. And now I've incorporated mom life as one of them because now I'm a mom. My baby is here. Um, and I feel like it's 
changing even more. Like I might be heading more into an apparel brand and that's kind of exciting and it really caught me off guard, but it's now become my total passion and it's really what I'm working on doing very hard. Um, so I'm excited to bring that to fruition. That's my goal basically by the next day of the dead festival is to have some really cute apparel items. I'll still have the flower crowns and I'm even thinking about doing the face painting because those ladies who were doing the face painting, they were, they were doing really well <laughs> and I love face painting. So I'm thinking about doing that also. So let's talk more about your blog, uh, laxbaja.com. So I, an article that really popped out to me was choosing to be sexy because we know that what motherhood does to our bodies, we know just what growing older, like getting closer to 30. And uh, for me, it's getting into my thirties does to our bodies and uh, being tired and just having, you know, having life get to us. So that article that you wrote really spoke to me because it was, you realize that sexiness is a choice no matter where we are with our bodies, right? So what inspired you to write that? And uh, can you give us a little bit more information about that? Well, it's funny because I actually wrote that before I became a mom. And I seem to be looking back on it a lot more because I'm a mom, you know, because my body has changed so much. I wrote that um, basically when... I, you know, cause I had recently like gained weight and my, my boyfriend and I at the time, he's now my husband, my boyfriend and I at the time were, um, kind of just getting really comfy in like the relationship, you know, life. And I think we both have gained a little bit of weight and I personally was a little bit bigger than I was used to. But at the same time, I, I was like, no, I'm living my best life. You know, I'm single. I have my own like, you know, studio. I want to enjoy life. I want to go out. I want to have fun. And I realized I kept being held back by my, you know, my self-conscious, you know, my wanting to hide my body, you know, and I, I felt that creeping into our relationship as well, you know, and the, the idea behind it really was that, you know what, it's a choice. I can choose to be sexy. And I was seeing all these amazing women on like Instagram and just like out there, like Ashley Graham and all the, you know, plus size women throwing on like their bikini and throwing on their lingerie and just doing it. And I was really inspired by it. Um, so that's basically what it's about. And now being a mom, I cannot say like, I can't tell you how much I go back to that. Being sexy really is a choice. It's more like, don't tell yourself you can't wear it. If you want to wear that, wear it. You know what I mean? Um, if you are self-conscious about your body, let's find a way to make you feel sexy. You know, you really have to make the choice and you might have to branch out and, you know, be just uncomfortable and, and that's okay. I, I told myself, you know, I really wanted to feel sexy in my relationship. And that's when I, you know, I was like, you know what, all these like lingerie pieces that you see on Instagram, all these like hot girls wearing, you just automatically think like, I can't wear that. And then finally I said, you know what, why not? I invested in a couple of those really nice lingerie pieces, like a teddy and a nighty. And I got to say, like, I feel so sexy in them. And I'm glad I made that choice because ever since I decided, you know what? I love my body. I'm going to be sexy. I don't care what anyone has to say. And I really started focusing on me and kind of like my, 
my plot, like my, <laughs> I will say like my pleasure, like myself, um, it kind of just went up for everybody, you know, my husband's happier and I'm happier. And, um, honestly, it's not until you start feeling good about your body that you really start treating your body right, you know? And that's what I realized is the key. You, nothing good ever starts out of like shame or hiding or guilt, you know, only positive comes from love. And that's what I realized I had to do is just love my body, love myself. And things worked out really well. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I, I, I um, have stretch marks and you know, motherhood that you just have stretch marks. And for the longest time, I would not wear a bikini. And then it wasn't until two summers ago where I was just like, I'm wearing my bikini. I had this really cute bikini from Fabletics that yep. could not, I was just like, you know what? I earned these stretch marks from having two kids and yeah, my skin is a little loose and it may not look like a six pack, but I really wanted to just wear the bikini on the beach. I was going to like these nice rooftops in downtown LA where there's a pool. And I just wanted to wear bikinis before I turned 40. That like, that was a huge goal for me. And just choosing to be sexy and just own it was a huge like deal for me. So actually what I do, um, this is so weird, but I started getting into affirmations and one of them was about loving myself. And I do, like you said, once you decide to love yourself more, you will treat yourself better. And yeah. these affirmations before I get in the shower and completely naked looking at my body, it's such a weird thing. But um, I do feel like a little bit better and I do feel like yeah, I, absolutely. I, my skin looks a little better. I mm -hmm. don't know if it's just because I'm treating myself a little better. Um, mm -hmm. The mamas, I think, are the worst at taking care of themselves. I, I know I am. Um, I still have to work yes. on like sleep and nutrition and uh, getting it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't even want to tell you what I had for dinner yesterday. But <laughs> I, since becoming a mom, my, my baby is now four months old. So since becoming a mom, I've had to revisit that my own blog post because I realized like I didn't feel, I didn't feel like a woman. I felt like a troll to this tiny human you know I just didn't have my hair like a, a shower was a luxury you know I'm like I would just be like can someone take the baby so I can shower please and when you're not when you're just kind of like stuck especially in those first you know three months of newborn life it is really hard to feel good about yourself you know it's like mamba no makeup like sweats and a sweatshirt like, like same clothes for five days you know barely shower in and, um, and you definitely don't take care of your health, you know, when you're stuck, just really doing everything you can to make sure your baby's okay. I didn't cook dinner for myself. I didn't do this. You know, I didn't drink as much water as I should have. And, um, now that I'm back at work, I'm starting to feel a little bit more human. I'm starting to feel a little bit more like myself and I still, I'm feeling the need to hide my body. And that's where I had to revisit my post and I had to be like, Nope, I can be sexy. And yeah, it's not where it was before. And now I have new marks and now I have like these stretchies that come like in the front, which I never had before. And it's different, but I'm like, you know what? Nope. What you said about earning those stripes, like that is true. I have not felt more like a super human. If I could say, I don't want to say hero, but like a super person, you know? than since having my baby and it just continues you know and so I'm like why am I not proud of these I just made a human being <laughs> you know <laughs> it's 
my body and then I like delivered them into the world. <laughs> so I should be proud and I should be like, you know what? Yep. 12 hours right there. Hard labor. <laughs> exactly. And however many kids, yeah, I did it twice and I was just like, you know what? Uh, -uh. They're just not going away. There's nothing you can do. And what really saw about you, which was, I thought was really admirable was that we do lose ourselves. Um, and I think you need something like your business, your brand, or your passion, your self-love to to keep who you are because you, you lose yourself, as you said, a slave to a tiny little human Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> life with their crying and their puking and their pooping and everything. So <laughs> like, that's just motherhood. But you, you came back to like who you are, like you still look fabulous. You're still blogging. You're still giving your, um, like you're still posting and you're still crafting, like you're doing all, you're working your business and still who you are. When I know when I was a new mom, I didn't know what to do. Like, I just yeah. didn't know how to, how to get back to doing the things I loved and how to find a career. Yeah. I know it's different for every woman. And I will say that going back to work helped me a lot. And I know not every woman chooses to go back to work. And I think that's, great. Cause we're not all the same, you know, um, going back to work really helped me feel like myself again. Um, and I'm lucky that I have like a mom and we were able to find, um, a close friend of the family to help out with the baby. And, um, I, I have to say that I don't know why, but ever since having a baby, I've been like a thousand times more ambitious. I mean, I have like a whole thing planned for my brand and I'm like, where did this come from? You know, I'm going to talk to manufacturers. I'm going to talk about, you know, packaging. What am I doing? And on top of that, like, I'm even considering like this nonprofit that I can't put down. Like, you know, when you get an idea and you're just like, nope, I don't want to do it, but you just itches in you it just like is like starting a fire in you and you can't ignore it well that's what happened to me and I'm like what the heck I'm like I'm already so busy doing all these things <laughs> how is it that when I become a new mom and I shouldn't have time for anything I'm finding time to do all these things <laughs> and I think that just goes back to like becoming like a super woman after having birth it's like your eyes are open to how much more you're capable of. And I think back on those like years, I just sat on my butt not doing anything when I didn't have a kid. <laughs> it just boggles my mind, but it's exciting. <laughs> so let's talk about the nonprofit. Um, now I know like, especially when you're running your own business, you see that there's just more potential and you just see, like, especially when sales start happening and like all people start like following you, you're just like, oh my God, I have to give more to these people but you love it. Like you're serving them. Right. So nonprofit is for women and we want it to be something that helps them feel the same kind of things that we've been talking about, choosing to be sexy, choosing to be who you are, choosing mm -hmm. to love yourself. So can you tell us a little, give us a, like a little peek inside of that? Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to say too much just because like, you know, I guess maybe it's a good thing if I say too much because I'm like committing myself to follow through, <laughs> but I just don't know the timeline. I don't know when we'll be live and I'm even still settling on a name. Um, but really the idea just started because I have a lot of nice clothes. Like I have bought nice clothes. I mean, when I say nice clothes, I mean like I've always had this style for I don't know. I love blazers. I love, you know, like suits and I love nice work clothes. Um, and I bought a lot of like really cool fashion pieces too. 
and it's time to clean my closet. I know it's time to clean my closet. Some of these things are just not me anymore. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to just drop them off at the Goodwill. I don't want to just give them away randomly. You know, I want to make sure that my clothes go to the right woman. And that's when the idea just started. Cause I was like, huh, well, I know there's other women who wear really nice clothes who need to clean out their closet. Maybe we can like get all of our clothes together and then we can like break them up and invite certain women over, you know, who need access to these clothes. And then it just kept going from there. I just, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> so now it's turned into like, you know, <laughs> a system, like let's get all the clothes from all these like professional ladies closets and let's create a huge women's event, a conference, you know, with speakers on how to, how to get the job, how to dress, you know, for your body or how to find your personal style, but also things like how to network and use social media to, you know, find your job or how to help women step into that entrepreneur role. If they've been, you know, stuck at their job for a long time and they are done, they want to do something for themselves um, or helping stay at home mom get back into the workforce. That's a really hard transition. And I just thought, you know what, what if we can assemble a bunch of women, all ages, all sizes in the same place who need all these things and, just deliver, you know, then I'm like, well, it has to be a community. And yeah, so that's where, that's where it's at right now. That's where my head's at right now. I'm in the process of kind of just taking names and numbers and organizing in my head <laughs> and well on paper, obviously, but just taking names and numbers right now to see really get a final plan down. Well, I think people don't realize how much your style and your clothes, um, like how much it affects your energy, how much it, because I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm in workout clothes all day. I have to step away from the computer and force myself to take a shower instead of like answering customer emails, posting on social media, right? So mm -hmm. realize that the way I show up um, affects my performance and the way I show up to meetings and, you know, everything, everything that I do. So I think that people need to be aware of this kind of energy and need to be aware of these kind of shifts. So whether it's by conference, by blog, by however that they get these, this information, I think every woman should like, should know the, know these things because it could be a little, you know, it's a little daily thing that we could do every day that can make a big change later on. And I think absolutely. we're missing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And I think society wants to put us in a suit and say, go get the job, you know? And I think society wants to tell us like, well, you have access, go do it, you know? But it's true. We have all the tools, but the, but the truth is, is like, our, if our mind isn't right, we'll never make a move, you know, which is why I sat on my butt for a long time, not doing anything with my own, you know, ideas and talent. Um, it takes a lot more than just an outfit. And, and, especially when you come to talking about outfits too, not every outfit is right for everybody. You can't just stick every woman in a suit and expect they're going to thrive. It doesn't work that way. You know, I despise suits. I don't wear them. I wear, you know, I wear dresses. I wear, but I yeah. can't wear a suit. It just doesn't, I feel like it's a monkey suit almost. Um, yeah. Maybe that's probably why I just feel uncomfortable all the time yeah. when I dress up. Yeah. That's what I've learned too. Um, I like the suit. I love like a nice power suit. You know what I mean? I'm 
I really do. And um, I've always been attracted to like those like professional style clothes, um, you know, long trenches and like um, blazers. Now I'm, my style has changed a lot. And that's why I know my, it's time to clean out my closet. Um, but finding personal style is really hard. And I don't think a lot of women ever find it. And so they're settling for these clothes that are on the rack and they just think, well, you know, it's my size. I like the color. I'll wear it. You know, it takes a lot more to find personal style. And when you find personal style, it's actually very empowering. And, you know, I'm not going to say anymore because I think you should have my friend on. She talks about personal style. This is her thing. And she's the one who's kind of like empowered me to find my own, you know, and since talking, like, she's like my personal style coach, <laughs> basically. So it's just not all, you know, cookie cutter. It's, we're all different. You know, we are all trying to do different, different things, different ideas, different sizes, and every woman needs something different. And, you know, I, um, I want to shift back into like sitting around for years because this is all like, we're all waiting. And, you know, a year ago we were saying we were going to start the business, start the blog, start whatever. And it never happens. Right. So you had this dream. I think a lot of sitting around was probably your experience in the corporate world. Cause I feel like just sitting in the corporate world makes us just sit around, literally sit around because we're so drowned in work. Right. Um, so can you talk about the shift from changing your corporate dream of being this boss woman in a biz in a billion dollar business to being like the head of your own business? Uh, well, you know, I started out, you know, graduating from college. I thought like, I'm going to get a job in the area that I have studied in. My whole thing was like marketing. I really enjoyed marketing and, you know, social media, um, for business and all that kind of stuff. I thought I'm going to get a good job in a marketing firm and I'm going to have like really awesome clients and do, do that. Right. Um, it didn't, it didn't really happen. It didn't happen at all. <laughs> and I just started leaning in toward like my passion. And I realized I was really passionate about my own town and small businesses. You know, um, we see all these like big corporations do all these really cool things with technology and social media. But meanwhile, the mom and pop shop, like just barely got on Facebook or like they're just barely learning what Yelp is, you know, and finding out they have a ton of stuff about their business on there, you know, um, don't know how to use Instagram, don't know how to use, you know, Twitter, those kind of things. And that's where I became really passionate and I just started, you know what, I'm going to lean into my passion. And, um, my first decision was like, I'm going to get a job in my local community. That was the first decision. At that point, I didn't really know where that was going to be, but I made the decision. And funny enough, like my friend actually worked with the local publication. Um, I'm in San Pedro. So she, she had previously worked with them, the owner of the local publication, and she put me in touch with him. And I went in there for a sales job. Like I was just going to sell advertisements for the magazine just so I can get to know my own community, get to know the businesses. Um, and you know, as I was done with the interview, I was like about to walk out. I was like, Oh, by the way, I think I want to do like social media consulting with small businesses in the area. Like, is that going to be a conflict of interest? And he's like, Hmm, sit back down. So I sat down and he ended up hiring me like hourly full time, pretty much for, um, to start developing a program that teaches small businesses how to use social media. And I got to say, like, I'm, I 
I kind of just opened my mouth and I didn't really have a game plan. It was just like, Hey, I kind of want to do this. And he just had me sit down. He said, okay. I ended up walking away with having to come up with a whole like social media workshop for small businesses in the area. I ended up needing to come up with a product to sell them. That's going to help them, you know? And I didn't know that walking into that interview, like I had no idea I was going to walk out with all of that. And that's where I just like, it kind of just started that belief of, wow, I made the decision and something good came from it. You know, then, um, I could only stay there so long. I stayed there for about like, I want to say like a year and a half maybe, or two years. Um, because the, you know, when you're working with small business, you, you know, I just needed a little bit more income. I needed to become, get a steady stream of income going. And I was like, you know what, maybe it's time to get into the corporate world. So that's what I ended up doing. I ended up getting a job, um, just admin work pretty much at a, at a big, you know, corporate company. And that's where I've been for a while. And that's where I've been sitting on my butt. Cause honestly, I do have a little bit of downtime, like more than I'm comfortable with. And I can't tell you how many times I like almost left just because I'm like, I'm not doing anything, you know, at the, at the end of my time here, I want to have something to show for it. Um, and, but the thing is, is like, I think you're right. Being in corporate structure, it just keeps you focused on the corporate goals or like, you know, what's in front of you. And it really kind of kills creativity, at least from my perspective, I feel like it just kind of killed my creativity. And when you're, especially when you're commuting, you just don't feel motivated to do that much, you know? And I was getting comfy. I was getting really comfortable. <laughs> um, and then I decided pretty much that's when I made another decision was I'm going to do it, you know? And that's when things started to fall into place. And I realized, you know what? The decision doesn't require a game plan. You don't have to be ready to make a decision. You know, you just decide and then all of a sudden the opportunities come, the right people, you know, introduce themselves to you. The ideas and the inspiration comes to you all of a sudden, you know, I thought like I could never find enough to write about for a blog. What am I going to write about? Well, as soon as I decided, I was like, oh, I can write about this. I can write about that. I can write about that. I can write about that. And it just doesn't stop. Um, but you're never going to get all that until you actually make the decision to do it. And that's what I'm learning is like, decide first, figure it out, decide first, figure it out. You know? Yeah. My, my, um, my mentor in London, he says the same thing. He's always saying like, just, uh, start before you're ready. And from there, I've always learned, um, decide first, take action, feel better later. Most people feel like they have to wait till they feel like taking action and you're oh, never yeah. like taking action. If you're a writer and you're an artist or you're, you know, you're a creator in some mind, you never feel like creating it. You just really decide and do it. And I think that's what people actually get their businesses off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, so what other hard decisions have you had to make that you just kind of jumped into before you were ready? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, well, actually getting that corporate job, I was like on the fence about it for a while. Cause I was pretty comfortable there too. And I was like, Oh, I'm not making a ton, but you know, I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm helping my, I'm doing my passion, which is the community. But I knew I wanted to get my own place. I knew I wanted to, I had just started dating, um, my husband at the time and he was like an independent guy, you know, he had all of his, you know, shit together, so to speak. And, I didn't, I was still like, you know, living at home and I was like, ugh, you know, kind of just lollygagging 
<laughs> and I was like, you know what? I need to start saving money. I need to move out on my own and I need to be financially independent. And that's basically when I was like, I need to find the right job. And as soon as I made the decision, not even kidding you, I, I, I like went online a couple times to look for jobs, but the next day, the next day I got a random call from my best friend who was like, Hey, Amanda, um, I just got a job at this place, but my talent agency or not my talent agency. Yeah. Like a basically a talent agency. They offered me this job and I can't take it, but I gave them your number. So they're going to call you. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And I ended up talking to that person. I did the interviews and I ended up getting a job where I am now. And I can't tell you what a blessing this job has been for me. It has allowed me to like move out, become financially stable, put some money aside for myself, you know, put some money into my family. Um, and, um, basically I, I think it was at the right place at the right time because that's when I had a, a child too. And having the insurance and having benefits and having that structure to bring a child into this world has been real, like a huge blessing. So even though I've been all over the place in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm here for a reason. I'm here so I can gain stability, build a foundation and, you know, bring this kid into the world, into some stability. And also it, it kind of creates a perfect place for me to really invest in myself, you know, in my downtime. So that's exciting. Um, can't really think of anything. Oh, the apartment that we found together for me and my husband, I kind of like jumped into that before we were ready, but it was the right one for us. And like, that was a total, like, you know, universe moment where they do just, boom, got the right apartment, right place, right price. I can't even stress that out, but that was, that was another one. So last question, what is your best advice to the new mom slash artist slash entrepreneur who wants to get their business off the ground and how they can sustain it? That's a good question. Um, I want to say just number one, love yourself, love yourself because you have so much to do already just being a new mom and there's so much weight on your shoulders and everything relies on you. Just love yourself, forgive yourself for the things you don't do. Just be like, you know what? I didn't get to it and that's okay. I fed my child. I fed myself or I took a shower. Sometimes it's one or the other. <laughs> um, and just love yourself and allow yourself to like, you know, not do everything. You know, you don't have to do everything. Allow yourself to be okay with that. Um, and I think that's where it starts when you, like I, like I told you before, like self-love really just starts a fire in you because you're not constantly trying to, to make up for your mistakes. You know what I mean? And when you get rid of that energy putting into just being better, you really open yourself up to new opportunities, new ideas, new, new vision, you know? So if you know that you're able to do something for yourself, I would say the best advice is just be at peace with yourself and let the inspiration come to you. And when you're ready, basically when you're done sitting on your butt, like I was, make the decision. You know what I mean? Make the decision and 
just trust that everything's going to come to you. Trust that the doors are going to open um, and trust that the right people are going to make themselves known to you, you know, and trust that if they don't, you're going to know exactly what to do because um, opportunity really comes after you make the decision. But first self-love, then make decisions, <laughs> then figure it out. That's, that's step one, two, three. <laughs> hey, step one, two, three, I think is all you need just to go forward. So yep. thank you for joining us today, Creative Minds. If you are interested, please subscribe to laxbaja.com for your chance to get a free flower crown shipped to the continental United States. Sorry, UK and Australia. <laughs> but we will have other goodies for you too and giveaways. But uh, subscribe and read Choosing to be Sexy, a highly recommended article. <laughs> for all you creative minds out there, thank you for joining us. We will see you on the next episode. Until then, keep creating. Woo! <laughs>